I try to get nods on on that wave, but I, he don't really wear hats like that. I'm not really a hat guy like that. Yeah. I'm not really like a chain guy either. You're not even like a living person, are you? I'm not even sure if I'm breathing now. Jeez. Yo, Jeez. what is the times, yo? <laughs> yo, I, should, I, I kid you not. I think this is the exact thing that makes this show so easy to make. Yo, what's going on, everybody? You checking in right now. This is Spence from the Highly Advised Podcast. This is episode 32. I'm here with two of my best friends, two of my good brothers. Fellas, say what's up. If y'all don't know, first and foremost, I'm Spence. Now, my niggas, go ahead and say y'all, say y'all shit. Boom, 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 boom. You already know who the fuck it is. It's the motherfucking Big Cozy, Too Cozy, a.k.a. Lau, a.k.a. Mr. Ten a week. Fuck, nigga. Anyways, shouts out to everybody. I hope everybody's having a healthy week. Nigel, what's poppin', man? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? This is Nigel. I'm here. We are the Highly Advised Podcast. I am relaxing. No G underscore Jackson. We are sitting here chilling. It is Sunday. Uh, you know, everything's turning colors outside. We're here to give y'all a good episode. How are y'all doing this week? How are things going? You want LSD? <laughs> what do you mean? Everything outside is changing. Oh, you talking the about leaves. the leaves? Yeah, the, the, the leave. leaves, like trees. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, like things that are growing out of the ground, like <laughs> those things. Okay, I'm like, hold on, I'm like, this man is seeing colors. It's a Sunday. What are you doing, man? But nah, looking. I mean, everything's. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Like, um, nah, you're right though. Leaves are changing colors and all of that. I just got back home. Uh, from being out, being out in the woods, out in the wilderness, being come, becoming one with nature, one with God. Yeah, I'm seeing walking through the streets barefoot, broken bottles and glass and everything, just mm. becoming one with the earth. You know what I'm saying? It's the only, the only way. I'm saying I had my birth, I had a birthday over the week. So if you listen to this, make sure you tell, tell, tell me, Spence, happy birthday. Ayo, hey, Saint oh. Kitch, happy birthday. If you ain't done it already, shame and you on can do you. that. The highly advised page too. Exactly. Oh yeah, I'm not talking about on my. Per- I'm talking about under the post for this week. You put that shit. Drop that shit. Drop Where can a- you reach it, man? Tell them. Highly advised podcast on Instagram. You feel me? Actually, what I need y'all to do just put a gift. Put a gift. Put a put a gift box emoji if y'all have that. If you don't, do y'all have that on Android? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if not, just put a. Uh, I'll for lack of better terms, because I know some people don't have like iPhone users do. Just put something there, man. Just tell me happy birthday, something. You feel me? But all in all, how was your week, though? So, uh, Nacho, you want to go first? Oh, so I I told uh, Wow yesterday. I was talking to him about, you know, my recent, you know, purchase of Benny's album, right? The vinyl. So, mm. and I know people are like, oh, okay, well, like vinyls, ooh, like hipster type shit, whatever. You got this shit? <laughs> Not only did I get it, I got the limited edition. Oh, word. I bought it, man. Oh, you snapped. I did, because the way I see it is, like, I think Benny's album is one of, like, the best albums I've heard in a while. Mm. I think, I don't think it's going to go down in price. To me, music is art, you know? So, like, to me, Mm. it's art. Like, the sound is art. The cover art is art. So, to me, I don't mind buying an album that, you know, speaks to me like like the way that one does. I, I truly enjoy the Benny album. Quite a bit. Mm, yeah. I saw a notch on that, man. That's that's a great album. I bought it on vinyl too, but I didn't get the limited edition, you know what I mean? 
my week though, man, I had a good week. You know, solid week. Right. You know, Big Cozy is, is is alive, so the world is still here. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, because if I if you ever played a game called God of War, right? This is for all my gamers and out there, right? You know right. when killing off the you know hermes poseidon and them the world starts to get fucked up as you're killing them you know that's like how it is with because you you i'm gone you know because it's my time to go you're gonna start seeing fucking hurricanes yep in your state you could be sitting Murder there hornets. yeah all sorts of all sorts of shit you know what i mean so my week was good because you know i'm still here so you you guys you know see me here radiating glowing you know what i mean and uh I just, I don't know. I don't have much to say, but it was a good week, you know. I feel you. I mean, I mean, I ain't gonna hold you. It, it definitely was a good week. I know one of the things that actually brightened my, kind of brightened my day up. It, it kind of was a bittersweet thing. Was I saw Lisa Ray tweet us? Not tweeted. I think she put something on Instagram talking about she opening an OnlyFans account. Yo, like she's a good looking a, woman, man. She is. She been like, fine. She's, she's very... been fine. She's been fine since Players Club. Look, if you don't know how good looking she is, you're blind. I was gonna say she's just she is she's beautiful. Only I won't pay for her OnlyFans though, you know. No, how not? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm not paying for I'm not gonna hold you. I, I saw it and I was like, man, I I was like, yo, this is like a good day, right? But then I also said to myself, I was like, man, this OnlyFans thing is getting a little out of hand. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like, just because I don't wanna see I'm sorry, I don't really wanna see like the old like if I saw Holly Berry saying, yo, I'm I'm opening an OnlyFans account. I would just be like, yo, you really trying to be like the young girls, yo. Just you gotta play, you gotta sit back, play your role, and just you know what I'm saying? But well, here's hey, my shout thing. out to her. Here's my thing, right? With the OnlyFans thing, it's just kind of like, all right, you're this famous person trying to get your OnlyFans, and people are gonna pay for it because of who you are, right? And that's fair and mm-hmm. fine enough. It does, however, hurt like the people who are just trying to get started and like make it into a thing because they're not gonna go and look for like random user acts like i'm sure some people will but it's it just kind of takes away from that to a certain degree yeah i mean it's it does take away from it i mean but it's it takes away from it but i i'm looking i'm at a point now with only fans because i heard before like only fans to changed up like their old um their whole joint for, or whatever i heard where i guess because i saw some outrage on twitter like months ago or like weeks ago or whatever about i guess they're changing the policy to Something where it made it harder for people to actually collect bread from it or whatever. But mm. nonetheless, like, I mean, I say it like this. You, by all means, get your hustle on. Like, to me, OnlyFans is the new, like, local rapper. It's the new local <laughs> ra- It is. The local Think about, like, popper. Yeah, like, listen, I I went to school with girls that do OnlyFans. I, it's not my thing. But, you know what I mean? I ain't going to judge you. You... This your life. You only live it once. Enjoy it however you must. But hey, if you want to get popping off OnlyFans, get popping off OnlyFans. If you want to get popping off of doing something that's that society may deem more respectable, do that. It's all about what you do for yourself, how you feel. So that's how I see it. I mean, you, you're right about that. To me, I'm just kind of like, you yeah, know, for you sure. Can. Yeah, for sure. He came up to me and was like, "Hey, you know, I do OnlyFans." I'm like, "Damn, that's crazy." All right, I'll talk to you later, though. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't care, you know? Who, who gets me? <laughs> I mean, but I say like this. I feel you. It's just like, yo, you living your truth, and I just got to respect it. That's all it is. It's like, yo, that's your truth. Like you said, that's not my thing. I mean, I remember one time I got a, um, 
I, I met somebody and I ended up looking their number up and I was like, oh yeah, I'm not, I can't be bothered with this person. Cause I found out like, I guess they had an only fans or something. I was like, yeah, I'm not being associated with this person. Cause I ain't got time for that. Like, but you know what I mean? I don't judge. I don't judge. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? You gotta know what you uh, allow into your energy. You feel me? And like, I'm saying get your bag by all means, but I'm not holding the camera when you're when you're trying to say like, yo, what are we putting up for the day? So what well, are we shooting for the day? So when when you're talking about like energies and things like that and allowing things in, I know you had to have seen uh Tory Lanez on his live recently this week talking and living about, his truth. Living his truth and talking about, you know, the situation that happened in a more like formal manner other than his album. What do y'all have to say about that? So let let me start off with this, cause right, cause I I'm not the best equipped in this situation, cause you know uh, I know Spence, you know has some theories and all that, and so I'm like you know elaborated labyrinth of what actually really happened. For me, I'm kind of like, damn, you know, even though if whether if Tory shot Megan or not, you know, I feel like protect Megan at all costs, cause black women is the most dis- disrespected person in this motherfucking country and you know maybe if she's telling the truth or not whether that's her attention or not you know that's for people to decide and judge i think though at the end of the day she got hurt from a negative situation and i think that people are ignoring that and i think like you know hopefully i mean obviously she's healed physically but hopefully she could get over this situation and it doesn't affect her her career wise or mentally like that so as far as tori goes you know what i mean i don't hate the dude or nothing like that i mean especially if it comes out like hey he he didn't shoot her he was just it was more like bad place at bad time if he does if he did shoot her like you know after investigation court blah 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 then it's like well damn you know like you know, I I hope people stop fucking with him, you know, for it. Yeah. Because it's like you can't just be going around and shooting girls over an argument. But not saying that he did, you know, because, you know, we don't know yet. But that's my piece on it. Uh, so how do you fellas think about that shit? I mean, to me, I, I, I agree. I do agree with you to the extent of like, you know, at the end of the day, no matter if she was telling the truth or she's lying or whatever, right? I, I don't, I still have this feeling like I don't see the reason for a person to lie about a situation like that. But nonetheless, whatever it was, she still was harmed in a negative situation. People have to keep that in mind, regardless if you're on the side of Meg or if you're on the side of Tori, which there shouldn't be a picking size. It should just be like, yo, listen, what happened is wrong and we need to get to the bottom of it because I, and I've said this before, I think, and I've said, I've spoke to, different people, right? I've talked to different women about this. And because to me, my biggest thing is really figuring out a woman's perspective on this whole situation. When even some women have said to me, like, it's something just, it's, there's parts of the story that is missing for them, for them to understand the full grasp of it, right? Not saying someone's telling a lie or anything, but they're like, there's, of course, there's things that are going to be omitted. But at the end of the day, like, it's still prayers. And like, we need to make sure we protect black women at the end of the day and protecting Meg and everything, because I was talking to my homegirl about it and she was like, she saw something after this whole Tory thing and that dude was like, oh, bet, we starting to shoot chicks now. It's like, fam, that's not the type of party we on. Anybody that thinks like that, no. you should not, you you should be sitting in a, a, a sane asylum at the end of the day, right? But when it comes to like the whole Tory Lanez is live, right? So 
prior because I'm I, I said this a couple episodes ago in my theory, which his bodyguard kind of confirmed the that theory if that be the truth of there was an argument. Her friend tried to reach for the gun. They're tussling. The gun goes off. Unfortunately, Meg was harmed in the situation. Um, of course, there was a lot of backlash because, of course, this is somebody that gets paid by Tory. But from seeing Tory Lanez live, it actually was counterintuitive to what the bodyguard said to me. where Because the bodyguard was saying, like, yeah, the gun went off. Meg got shot. And it was based off a tussle. But on Tory's live, he's like, yo... He's pretty much saying like, yo, she did. She's, he's pretty much trying to say she's lying and she didn't get shot, right? Because of so many things that you're not allowed to do and you are allowed to do in terms of, um, in terms of like being in the hospital, in the hospital, whether it be definitely doing a surgery and everything like that. Um, to me, my thing was on the live with Tori, why he's going through this whole disclaimer of like, yo, she's, pretty much how her story doesn't make sense and that she's still a friend to him. The whole time I watched this, I was like, yo, you're not saying anything. Like, I think that live, it may have similar to like what we see in politics to some extent, right? Where you pretty much are, he's talking to his base. He's talking to the people that are already on his side uh, to some extent, I do believe, right? And I'm not saying he's lying. I'm not going to say he's lying. I'm not going to say Meg's lying, but there is somewhere uh, in between both their stories, there is the truth, right? And unfortunately for Tori, he wasn't telling, I don't, he wasn't telling a story. He was trying, all he was doing the whole live was just doing disclaimers. She's lying, pretty much. That's all it, it boils down to him saying she's lying, but at the same time, she's still a friend, which is like, is uh, to me, I think this is like a bad lover's quarrel, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I don't really have like much more to add to uh, what y'all said, you know, protect Megastallion, protect black women, you know, because definitely black women need to be protected. It sounds like there's some type of truth in the middle of all this. And I hope that they're able to get to it when it comes time for them to go, you know, to the court and whatnot. But yeah, I know one thing that uh, I am not worried about is my taxes. I'm like 50 cent. Because apparently oh, yeah. he said with the situation that's going on, um, he's willing to move out of the country if we vote for Donald Trump, which vote for who you want. But 50 Cent's reasoning is a is a little odd. His reason was because I think the new tax plan under Biden would be like putting him, being that he's from New York and lives in New York, it would put him at like 62%, right? Right. Which I think anybody listening to this, I'm going to be honest with you. If you do not make over $400,000, that should not be something that you find is beneficial because the tax that taxing is for that high tax rate is for people that make over four hundred plus thousand dollars, and I think people need to keep that in mind. So one thing that I wanted to um actually check with y'all, essentially, yes, that sixty two percent would be for people who make like four hundred thousand, but would it actually be sixty two percent? Like, is that what it says? Like in his plan, does Joe Biden have his plan out so people can actually look at it, like a structure? Uh, I'm unsure of that. I can't make a. I can't tell you if he does or doesn't, but I think that that tweet was based off a po off something he was watching on CNN. From what I heard, like apparently where they got those statistics from, or I should say that structure isn't even a super credible source. So really? like, yeah, supposedly so. I'm not sure. Fifty Cent just seemed to have made like an ill-informed, you know, comment to a lot of people, a blanket comment that probably wouldn't even affect most people, but he. You know, 50 people listen to 50 Cent. They read his books and everything, anything like that. Like, 
it just seemed like his comment was kind of ill-informed for him to be, you know have the type of voice he has yeah i mean i it was i i it's one of those situations where like i think it goes back to like the casual it goes back to like the casuals right mm-hmm. the casual you have a casual and everything you're a ca- he's a casual in politics possibly right and he's right. and i don't discredit 50 so he's a very smart individual of course but he probably is like yo listen I'm going to do if, if that's the case. Let me get out. Let me just he sees you see something like that off the glimpse, and he's probably like, I'm I'm assuming whoever showed him that or he saw that from, it was someone that he deemed as credible. And let's be honest, he's older than us, so Fifty Cent probably looks at, hey, if it's on the news, it's probably a credible source. If it's on like one of these platforms, it's probably a credible source. And I'm gonna be honest with you, everybody should read his book. I would just figure that he is is smarter, you know, you know, not necessarily smarter, but I think that he would just use his voice in a more like credible way. That's all like, because I'm just not sure. But then again, I think 50 is about 50. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. Like, you know, I think 50 cent is about 50. I think he's about 50 cent at the end of the day. And like, yeah, he's probably about his loved ones as well. But you know, I don't think he gives a damn about what people's going to think of him, mm-hmm. you know, is I'm worried about what's going to happen to me and mine. I don't give a damn what people think. Cause people has always been talking shit about him. The thing is, uh, and this is why I said people should read his book, right? His latest book that came out. Cause I'll be honest with you. 50 cent is a troll. He's a troll and he's mastered the art of being a troll where he right. even, and he, he breaks it down in his book where, as you can tell, when we're talking about this, we're talking about 50 Cent. We're not talking about Curtis Jackson. And he realized that he there, he says in his book where he realized media gave him a duality of when he does something wrong and ignorant like this, right? He 50 Cent, the rapper, gets blamed. But when he does something successful, it's Curtis Jackson, the TV producer. So he's re- he realizes, hey, I live these two different. I can live both these live in both of these worlds and be successful. So I think for 50 Cent, uh, to be honest with you, it's for him, it's just, it's all fun and games because I'm not sure if you watched his um his Facebook, not his Facebook page, but his Instagram. Like he made, he just was teasing about this this stuff the whole week. Whether it's like, yeah, I don't want to be two cents, right? I think they were trying to recruit him. I think uh, Trump's son was trying to recruit him to be part of like the, like what, part of the MAGA team, I guess you could say for lack of better terms, but uh, I think 50 kind of dubbed that. Prior to Thursday, seeing something like this happening throughout the week, it was like, it kind of made, it kind of made like, oh, this may end up being fuel for what we will see in the debates actually on Thursday, to be honest with you. It actually made me a little bit more excited. I will say that for the debates on Thursday. Did you guys catch any of that? Yeah, I watched the debates. And um, to me, like it's, it seemed, you know, definitely more cleaned up. It, they were very, it seemed like they were very aware as to when they might be muted and what not to say and how long to speak. Because you might hear Joe Biden say, not true, false, things like that. Obviously, yeah. they must have been told, like, hey, if you speak longer than some odd amount of time, you will be muted. And I think they didn't want the appearance of being muted, either one of the candidates. And they were like, I will say what I have to say. And then after that, I'll just kind of let you move on because it was way more cleaned up and paused. I mean, I think people have in mind as to who they're going to use their vote for. And all I'll say is that, you know, just just be well informed as to who you're voting for. There's a lot of, uh, you know, rights. Well, I don't want to say rights. So there's always things on the line. You should always vote. 
So just, you know, be aware as to what you want and how you, uh, you know, envision society when you use your vote. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree to that. Like, I think watching, watching the debate this, this time around, it was a lot more civil, like you said. And like, I, I think, I think this time though, it did allow both parties, you can say, have a chance to actually have the people see them for who they ideally think they are, right? Having someone like Joe having a chance of really being able to actually speak this time, because I think the first debate, it was more of like going, it was just going back and forth. It was only two debates. So the first one, it was, he was just going back and forth, playing the game. And this time it was a little bit more controlled. I did notice though, um, there were a lot of interesting moments in this one, I will say. And seeing how, I don't know if you saw, but did you see uh, Joe's face? All the times where he was being accused of taking money from like other countries and everything like that. And he was like, dude, where are you getting these numbers from? He's like, yo, you're, he literally told me like, yo, that's not true. Right. Like, you're, you're making this stuff up on the fly. So can I, can I chime in on that part? Right. Yeah. And I think it's like with him, he'll say things, whether it's true or not, his followers and supporters will take it like it's the gospel and it's the spoken word and like, Hey, you know, he is not lying and he is right about everything. You know what I mean? And I think that's a problem, right? Because it's like you, we had this conversation before where like actions speak louder than words, but when you're the leader of the free world, your words speak louder than actions and people will follow you to the earth's end. And so if he's coming out there and saying, well, you know, his son was getting money from a foreign country, you know, and of course it's illegal or, hey, suspicious activity, then his supporters and followers, whether it's true or not, they're going to sit there and, and take that narrative and run with it. And I think that's wrong because, like, that's not – the debate is supposed to be used for my policies – are better than your policies, and this is where you failed at in the country. Not, hey, your family member did this, your family member is doing this, or oh, you're so cruddy, you're so crooked. That has nothing to do with it because every president has some type of crookedness to them, right? Every president has some type of crediness to them. But it seems like, you know, this current president is the first president where, despite the history of things that are not so positive from him, people well his his followers and supporters love to ignore it and and that's the that's the troubling thing about about this current presidential election man because it's not about who's better to run a country this one seems about like who's the better person like speaking of that like in the debate when you could tell joe at one point was like yo this isn't about me and you this is about the people. Like he kept trying, like you saw, and even in the first debate, you saw where he tried to do the iterations of, hey, this is more about the people than just us. You know what I mean? So I think just because I think this has just been like the crazy, this is the craziest year for the whole world at the end of the day. And I think we've pushed ourselves, we've kind of gotten ourselves into a space of who is going to save us, right? Not who is, who is in our, and I, and I say this, well, may not, to be so serious, not so so headstrong on it, but who can save us and not who can do the best for us, right? And I think 
that's where people are right now. And sometimes the answer for both of those could be the same person or vice versa. So I think people now are kind of in a, in a sticky situation where it's like, Hey, this is this whole, this whole year. Cause like I said, last week I was, I was staying in the red state for a week and like, I've never seen so much, like, I know I've seen political campaigns and commercials and stuff before, but this time I've never seen so much, it's so much slander within a commercial instead of just saying like, Hey, I grant, I understand you want to say, Oh, this person wants to cut this. This person wants to cut that. That's understandable. And Hey, if you vote for me, I want to implement X, Y, and Z. But I, even then I wasn't seeing a lot of that in the commercials. It would be more of like, Oh, you know, this person isn't really fit to be here because they're old and they got this, that, and the third with them or, Oh, she's not, she's just as crooked because she accepts money from such and such, which it makes sense because that's her job. But it's like, it's, it's just so much more that's became, like you said, about character than what can be done. And I think a lot of, and unfortunately where we are, I think that's why either party can, most part, both parties can easily be like, yo, like, I'm going to tell y'all a little bit what I want to do, but like, I don't really have, I can get into the politics of what I want to do to help you, but I don't have to go too in depth because we're in a space where we're essentially in a crisis space right now. And I think most people, and even talking to people that are, have different viewpoints, I've met people that believe that this whole virus and everything this year is, is nothing but a political pursuit. It's something that has been constructed through a political campaign. And I'm, I personally don't agree, but it's, you know what I mean? Like, I think people at this point are looking at it like, hey, if we put such and such back in office or we put this person in office, everything goes away or this makes everything worse. There's just a lot to uh, necessarily be said about this, like a uh, campaign. Lyle is kind of right in what he's saying. Like, we shouldn't be voting for who we think the best person as president is, or I should say right. the better person as president is. Like, we shouldn't even have to go there. Like, and I, don't get me don't get me wrong. Like, I understand why we do that in this day and age, you know what I mean? Because so much of the personality of the president is important. You know what I mean? You want to know who you're voting for on top of what they actually want to get done, you know? So it's like, if you can kind of relate to them, then yeah, I can see that being a reason as to why you would vote for them. But it just, so much shouldn't write on that compared to their policies and what they want to put in place to help the people. Like that should just be icing on the cake that he's a good guy on top of what he can get done for us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't go to your doctor because you like him. You go to your doctor because he makes you feel less sick. You know, like, yeah. that's what the thing is. Facts. Oh, gospel. Yeah. I, I I definitely agree to that. Like, but even then, though, I think, I think, I think both parties understand that's how this game is going to be played. Because I'm not sure if you saw, but like, even Obama, he had a, he had a rally. And I think it was during, I think it was, I believe it was last week, because I saw like, just uh, maybe 10 seconds of it. I heard like 15 seconds of it. And I don't know what all was said, but I know he, some of the stuff I did hear was like, yo, you, do you want to, do you want a president that's just going to be, it was like a Suge Knight thing of like, yo, do you want a president that's just going to be on Twitter all the time tweeting? Or do you want someone that's actually making decisions? Do you want someone that's, um, do you want someone that's going to be acting X, Y, and Z or whatever, right? So it's, I do think on both sides, there is a, a thing of speaking on the character of both parties, because unfortunately, I think they really, I think this may be, and I may be wrong, this may be one of the the hardest but easiest political times we've ever been in, where 
it's hard because we know what is at stake in terms of like how, and of course they've been using the soul of this country, but it's just so much at stake at just in general for not just, it's the soul of the country, but it was really at stake is just the lives that have been lost and the things that will, that could carry on. Like, cause, and I, and I know we, we got other stuff to talk about, but I know I was just, I just saw a news article saying how Italy has just shut themselves back down. And because France has, I think France had 35,000 new cases in a day or something like that, which is now considered like the highest second wave in Europe right now. So it's like, really, which so yeah. things are getting bad overseas again. Yeah. France. Now that's um, interesting. Yeah. France. I just, I like, while we're recording, I saw the article that France, yeah, Italy struggling with explosive rise in infections approaching 20,000 confirmed cases a day. On Sunday, announced on Sunday announced closure of all bars, restaurants at 6 p.m. The suspension of many sports and leisure activities and return to online lessons of high school students. So, see, see the real question about all the stuff going on is: is this new thing the new normal for now, or the new normal period? Like, there's a lot of things going on all over the world, and I know, like, one thing y'all wanted to touch on was the the end SARS thing in Nigeria. You know, it's like. Yeah. I was saying we. I was saying like you know, hopefully this, this and other things that we have to talk about aren't like, you know, um, it's not leading into twenty twenty one like twenty twenty part two twenty twenty one. You know what I mean? Like you know, just <laughs> the sequel. This, yeah, the sequel. You know what I mean? Like I hope that it's not like that. But I mean, did y'all want to touch on that a little bit more? Yeah, I I think it's important for us like just mention it so let people know like hey this is the thing that needs awareness spread. This is the thing that, yes, our country is going through its trials and tribulations, but, you know, we're not the only country continent in the world that matters. You know, other places matters too, especially the motherland. You know what I mean? The motherland is, it's, it's important too, especially within our community. And I, and I think like they're dealing with police brutality over there but they I feel like they're dealing with it in a more blunt way, right? The they're over the the police authorities and along those lines, they're kind of like hey, we're going to be brutal. This, you know, we're the government, we don't care. While over here it's kind of like the lines are being blurred, right? Where people are are, are like divided. While over there it's like it's a unison. It's, the, it's like the people versus the government over there. And I think it's, it's important for everybody to, to be aware of that and, you know, to help signify some change over there. Cause you know, you don't want you, from a human perspective, you don't want anybody, you know, to die or go through some, or basically you don't want nobody to go through the crusade. And if you know your history, you know how violent and disturbing the crusade was. You know what I mean? The the Spanish Crusade is what like one of the darkest times for human for for mankind in history. So I feel like, and I'm not trying to compare the Crusade to the Ansars, but you don't want you don't um, want dark times for anybody. Exactly, exactly. So I think it's a I think it's important. It's definitely something that's going to be developing as the weeks come on because it's like you know, it's it's still going on today as we're speaking right now. You know, and I think that it's something that people should pay attention to and and 
any way somebody could spread awareness, do it. Whether it's reposting a story or just making a status or talking about it amongst your coworkers, because it's a, it's a serious thing that the country of Nigeria is going through right now. Because I was made aware, because I've been keep, I had seen something about SARS like a couple weeks ago, but it was I seen something about it, but I didn't know enough to even say like, hey, we should even speak on it, right? And then. I've seen because I know the SARS thing was I forget what exactly it means, but I know it was like something for against anti-robbery, right? They had put a uh they had put someone they had put a group in charge to for the police, I guess, that would worry about anti-robbery or anti-theft. These people become corrupt, they start shaking down kids that oh, if you got a cell phone, you shouldn't even have a cell phone. You're pretty much it's a, a sense of classism of like you don't deserve to have a cell phone unless you stole it. So like these things start happening. Then I do remember there was a development. I don't know how true it is because I don't. I didn't see anything else after that. But um, apparently, I guess they had gotten rid of. Allegedly, they replaced that team with like a SWAT team or some some shit like that. I've seen, and this is all really taken lightly through social media and everything like that. That I, I'm getting a lot of this information from, because um, unfortunately, a lot of news outlets is. For me, I had a hard time finding it in certain news outlets. Overall, I'll, I'll leave it at that. You have people protesting and they're like turning the lights out or like they did something where they it pretty much gave them a green light to just kill protesters. I've seen something where somebody from Nigeria, like a Nigerian artist, he was saying they're not even showing it in the local news. So they're controlling media over there. You know what I mean? So the only way that people are finding out is really through the strength of social media, through, you know, international news like, you know, BBC and stuff like that. So I, I feel like, you know, this is a thing that it's it's serious, you know, it's serious. Absolutely. I don't know if you saw, but even on social media, like, because we've seen, because it was Burner Boy I saw who had put had to posted something about it initially. And I think, um, I think it was in Lagos, I believe. I saw a post where, because of like the whole virus and everything, like, you know how everybody's on quarantine and stuff like that. Well, I guess apparently there, protesters found a warehouse with all, like, supplies and food that was supposed to be given to the people, allegedly, for, like, during this whole during this whole pandemic time. And apparently they were saying, oh, these were, this is just another example of the resources that were being hidden from the people to supply whoever it must be, right? So I think there's a lot of things that are unfolding. There's so many things that we reflect on based off what we see on the news and social media. And I'm hoping that the awareness to what's going on in Nigeria right now of ending SARS, like I, I, we have to figure out what's going on in this country so we can actually help because at the end of the day, it's, I don't, I don't care where you are. Like if it definitely if a person says like, okay, the black lives matter thing, right? When from that standpoint, I saw people are saying like, and I have people that are like really strong in the activism and things like that. And even they say like, listen, it's if you're Black Lives Matter, to them, their perspective was if you're that, if you are down with BLM, you can't say, oh, well, that has nothing to do with me. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you live in Far East Asia or if you live in the in the Alps or in the coldest parts of Europe. Like we're all if we're all brown, black and brown people that we all like as is we need to stick together. We have to be able to support each other through the trials and tribulations that we all go through. Uh, my prayers just go out to Nigeria, the people of Nigeria, the families that have been harmed in this whole process, the people that are 
out there mashing the streets, trying to fight for equality out there right now. Like I, I'm, my prayers goes to everybody out there. So it's just, I don't know. It's just a decency thing. And I mean, I think I, I can say for me personally, I think a lot of my belief, not a lot, but some of my beliefs come from like seeking people that may not be in my environment. Like I used to listen to a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts all the time, right? From like him or listening to like, ironically, uh, like my favorite rapper, Kanye West, where I would listen to interviews of him talking about just the idea of decency and being a human. You feel me? Like it, it kind of all ties into like, oh, these two people, ironically, of course, they would want to do a, a podcast with each other. They would, they both had those viewpoints on like society and being empathetic to the next human being. Whether you agree, I don't agree. I'm not voting for Kanye personally, but even in Kanye's approaches, like, yo, we got to be humans with each other. You feel me? So you heard, I think he was supposed to, um, ain't they supposed to be recording soon though, right? I think so, right? No, I, I, the, it's our, it's already out and it's all, and I think it's over 3 million views already. Yeah. Where the fuck, I've been, where did this come out? Joe Rogan's uh, channel and it's already over three hours. I mean, 3 million views. It came out yesterday. I know me and Nigel watch majority of it i don't know if he finished it sometime today or not but uh just like just a gist of it because it's it's a three-hour interview the thing about the with kanye which the interview showed me because at first i was kind of like yo this guy is just like he's just won't stop talking he's just talking he's talking joe's not really saying anything but the next you know it's that's the beauty of the interview it's kind of like kanye is a guy where his mind moves 100 miles per hour and a lot of the things he says, people are kind of like, oh, he's crazy, he's stupid, or blah, blah, blah. But what really is, a lot of people who are like uh, geniuses or they have thoughts, process of an inventing things and all that, they're like that as well. What I'm trying to say, excuse me, you know, what I'm trying to say is like, you look at people like Steve Jobs or Jeff Bezos and all that stuff, they don't have a perfect track record, you know, as who they are as a, as a person. People probably crit will criticize them until the day that they die. But they're so innovative of what they've done is they're part of people's everyday lives now. And Kanye, you know, I'm not saying that he's impactful like an Amazon or an iPhone or nothing like that. But he he's trying to get, like, that's his mindset. That's where he's at right now. You know, I don't think he's going to win the presidency, and I don't think voting for him is entirely a smart thing. You know, Joe Rogan actually brought up something like, why not do something like a governor? And I think him running for governor or him being a mayor is better suited for him than the presidency. You know what I mean? I think there's just different levels of that. But, like, Kanye, he, he got the Yeezys. He got the fashion and all that. And now that's a staple if you're into the fashion world. That's a staple of it. And I feel like he he was saying in an interview, he's friends with the tech elites, the head of Dropbox. We already know he's friends with Elon Musk. He's friends with the guy, the CEO of Twitter, the, the motherfuckers of Snapchat, et cetera, et cetera. So he's around very important people that's shaping our our world, you know, globally. You know what I mean? And I think somebody who's not on that type of time, they're not going to understand it. You know what I mean? Or somebody who's not open-minded as him, they're not going to understand where he's trying to come from. I'm not saying everything he's saying is right, but that's 
the beauty of it, you know, because you're, he's spewing out ideas, shooting out ideas, saying certain stuff. All of it you're not going to agree with, but it's going to take that one where it's going to it's going to change the whole fucking game. Right. And I think that's the type of time that he's on. And that podcast when he hopped on with Joe Rogan, that that let me know. I was like, you know what? Like, this is as crazy as, as I was initially thought it was starting the interview. And I was like, you know, he's and, and Joe Rogan saw that, too. And I'm reading the comments to figure like, OK, what other people are, are thinking as well. And they also have similar thoughts like, yo, like Joe's letting him speak. Joe's understanding and with this interview is like, is like kind of clearing things up for, for me as well for Kanye. And I feel like it's definitely an interview you have to sit down, be patient with. Because the first 30 minutes, he's he's going on and on. But once you get well into the interview and all that, it starts to be like, you know what? This guy isn't so far off. You know what I mean? You're always going to have people who hate. But at the same time, like, I don't think I don't think that guy is, is a dummy, man. I just no. think that he, he has so much on his fucking mind that for average person, they're just not going to understand it. And they're going to be like, oh, he's crazy. No, like it's one of those things where like when I was watching it and I was sitting down listening to him, I'm just like, he just has a lot of ideas. And like the way he described it during the interview was he speaks in symphonies because like it's it's a whole bunch of scattered ideas, but they kind of mesh together when you look at it because he has like oh, just a lot of ideas for a, a whole bunch of things to be short about it. But like he's not dumb. He's just scattered. Like I, I wish his brain had more organization, but I mean like if you like kind of look at people who are like kind of smart, they usually have some type of quirkiness to them. You know what I mean? So like, it's just one of those things where that's just his thing. Like that scattered thinking is probably just what he needs sometimes to be able to just kind of come up with a, like he might have one idea in that whole mesh of ideas that might work, but that's just the way he thinks. Yeah. I mean, and granted I didn't watch granted for me, I didn't watch I didn't even know that they had released this yesterday because I was on. I've been driving for like twelve hours yesterday, so I didn't even know. But I, even from my understanding of just because I'm a huge Kanye fan, so I can even attest to like he is a person that like I've always felt as though he's though he 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 doesn't he thinks before he speaks, but he doesn't think thoroughly before he speaks. And I think it's because, like you said, he's someone that has so many different ideas at the end of the day where it's like, like you said, it's like in order, I think for someone like him, where I look at like a kid with ADD, I'll put it that way. A kid with ADD, a lot of times you'll see a kid that has ADD and they're all over the place. But sometimes these kids are very creative people. It's just the, it people deem the issue is they can't keep it. They can't focus in on one thing that they want them to focus in on. But this kid may be a genius, but it's like, oh, he's just all over the place. And I think you see a lot of times where, and I've I've worked with people that have said like they had ADD and then they started taking the medicine for it. And they're like, oh, I take the medicine for it. And now it's like, it's weird. They're like, I just feel, it doesn't feel, they don't feel themselves. And I think someone like Kanye is the same way where you have all these ideas and you also got to remind yourself, this is a person that he's literally, He's, he has played an instrumental part in his own success at the end of the day. Like he went from being the guy that at a time where a, the producer was not the rapper, 
he came out in a time where the producer was not at the forefront as being the rapper. And Kanye probably was like, I'm not gonna say he wasn't the first, but he was one, I think he's probably like the biggest rapper producer that we've probably ever had due to like just who he is. And I think that's, I think when you, when you have done something, when you have these wild thoughts and you're able to achieve them, now it's, it just seems crazy because now you're putting it at the forefront for everybody else to hear. It might be just the recipe for his genius. I definitely have to watch this though. I'm definitely watching this when I get off of here. Yeah, it's definitely a little interesting to watch. Like it's it's uh anybody who's a fan of Kanye, just uh go ahead and watch it and uh just you know make up your decision for yourself. And if that's who you're gonna vote for, hey, look, hey, go for it, you know. Yeah, if Kanye was a gov I think Kanye being a governor would be a smart idea. Like I think if he, he was a good do it. Yeah, I think I honestly I think if I think, of course, I think he could do it. Anytime you have, uh, what was his name? Um, Ace Ventura, or not Ace Ventura. Um, what was his name? It was some Ventura. He was a wrestler back in the day, I believe. Oh, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, like Jesse Ventura. He became, he retired and became like a pol- a politician within government in Minnesota, I believe. So like, it's not far-fetched. I think for Kanye, it would be hard to be a governor because of all the other things that he does. I think him being a governor, if he would want to be the president one day, it's feasible if it happened 30 years from now, right? If Kanye, or 20 years from now, when Kanye's in his 70s, I can see Kanye being the president, right? In his 60s nah, we being need to president. be done with that. We need to be done with having like such old politicians because sometimes they're not in, they're not in the know as to what's going on in the world and what we actually need. Like, so I'm, I'm not going to say all older people out of touch because that's such a blanket statement that that's not true. But I right. feel like we do need young blood and young ideas in politics because we need to be able to mesh and actually figure out what's going on in society. Like our society isn't a lot of like people who are over the age of 50. Like we're mixed in there. We need fresh ideas in politics and then government. Yeah. I mean, I agree to that. I think, I think the, I agree to it, but I think also my only thing, cause that was a big conversation this week also about, uh, about age, age, the age and being in politics. Right. I'm definitely with the president. My thing is, I have no problem with it. There is some issues with age. I understand because of health reasons and old thinking, but I do think the benefit of someone being older at times is that they have enough ex- life experience that they're able to, they're able to attribute some of that life experience and knowledge of what they've seen in history that can say, Hey, this may be like, and it's the truth. We can have a, as a young person, you can have an idea of like, Oh, we should do X, Y, and Z. But then someone's saying, okay, you can do that. But before you do that, look at, go look this up and see what happened when it, when they did that, right? So you can learn from history. But when you have, it's like, I, it was some saying of like, if you let all the young people run the church, the church will fall, will fall down. You have to find, like, I believe you have to find a balance in age, I think. I think definitely it, it, we just have to figure out as to where where we go and who we, you know, put our stock in for the future. And um, I'm not sure if y'all saw the fights last night, but if we're talking about the future of anything, we're going to have the future of the lightweight division because uh, if you were able to watch the fights last night, then you know that Khabib Nurmagomedov, I'm sorry, Habib Nurmagomedov, uh, he retired last night after finishing Justin Gaethje with a second round submission, choking him out cold and unconscious. Um, he tapped like, like four times. Too. Yeah, he, he tapped a lot and he went unconscious. And um, 
like the way I, I would say that I saw it was it was it was interesting because to me, I was telling Lyle last night, this is uh like a, a the fairy tale ending as far as endings that we could have out of the night, as far as I, I would say people go, and maybe for Khabib as well, other than the unfortunate passing of his father. Um, you know, Khabib is twenty, what, twenty-eight and 0, 29. Uh, 20, 29 and 0. Um, he retired on top. He's he's the best to ever do it in his weight class. Um, it's one of those things where not only that, but then as far as lightweight in general, like all types of, uh, you know, opportunities are there as far as the title shot goes. Connor's in the mix, Dustin's in the mix, uh, Gaethje's in the mix, but I, st- I just really think that they might as well just make Dustin, Dustin Connor be for the title and then go forward like that. I feel like Khabib will come back, honestly. I don't. I think he's done. Like his reasoning. Uh, I, don't- I didn't hear his reasoning. Oh, he said he made a promise to his uh, his mother that he wasn't going to come back because she didn't even want him to fight for this fight. And like with Habib, I think the difference between him and versus somebody like Connor, right? Connor said he's retiring because he's using it as leverage to get to get the fights that he wants. I, when Habib is retiring, he's doing it for a particular reason. And that's because he how affected he was when his father passed. And you could still see it when he won the fight. It was the same exact, you know, I believe that if his mother asked him to do something and he promised to do it, I think he's going to fall on it. And if you watch the post-fight press conference with Dana White, it didn't look like Dana White had too much hope of Khabib returning. He he said himself, he believes that Khabib is, is done. You know what I mean? And DC, who is Khabib's one of his homeboys in the MMA community, you know, he came out and he was like, he believes that Habib is done too if he says it. You know what I mean? Now, doesn't mean that we won't see Habib ever again. Ever again, we'll, we'll see him probably come out as a trainer, as a coach, maybe some type of ambassador or something. But as far as like a professional mixed martial artist, I think I think that's it. He had no interest in fighting Connor and Dustin. He already said that. He said fighting Connor and Dustin. He already choked them both both out. The Tony fight is not going to happen because Tony just lost. You know what I mean? And the GSP fight, I don't think that's going to happen either due to COVID and probably money and this and a third. And I don't think Dana White is like the biggest GSP fan after what he pulled with the middleweight title. So, like, I, I think this is as fair tale as fair tale can get for an athlete, and especially in combat sports, you know. I think that he is definitely one of the greatest fighters of all time. Not the though. I think that's uh, there's an argument for that, but you know, yesterday was all about him. You know, and far as like the next picture goes, I I agree with Nigel. I think Connor Dustin should be for the vacant lightweight title. I don't think Gaethje should be fighting for the belt next. He just got schooled and spanked. You know, choked out, unconscious, and you know he's. And after the fight, he was delusional again. Oh, he won't work. He won't walk for three weeks. Who gives a shit? Because he beat you and choked you out unconsciously, and he got to walk away undefeated. You know, so like, and he honestly, Justin Gaethje had the worst performance out of Dustin and and Connor and him. He had the worst performance. So the only thing I would say is like he 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 gave out some good leg kicks, but other than that, he he didn't do anything. He didn't fight. Normally, and I and I'm glad. I'm glad that you know Habib ran him down and all that shit like that. Because I'm like all that shit he was talking. I create damage. I do this. I do that. Habib don't give a shit about that. You can see about the fight. He was telling the ref in the second round, like, "Let's go, hurry up, tell us the fight." He didn't. Yeah. 
he, I could tell, man, that was a guy that was willing to go out on his shield that day, that day. I, with that performance, like he had, he shouldn't get a title fight. Now he should fight, you know, maybe like a Michael Chandler or Dan Hooker or something like that. I think we should give Habib his flowers, one of the best to ever do it. And you know, and that's the biggest story coming out of the fights yesterday. I, I definitely, I definitely agree. Like you have to give Khabib his flowers, flowers um, after the fight he had yesterday because um even when i watched the fight like i granted like you guys know my situation so i had to wait till i got home to actually watch the fight later on that night and i already seen something about oh he retired right so i'm like okay and i guess i must have saw a comment from a delusional fan that said something like oh like gaethje could have won the fight or some some bs like that i watched that fight man listen Khabib, you could tell Khabib, like you said, he was willing to go out on his shield last night. And you could see how he, the way he pressed Justin Gaethje, he didn't respect Justin Gaethje at all. Even when Justin, Justin Gaethje, there was a combo where he got him with a late kick and then started tagging him up a little bit and Khabib backed up for a second. And then Khabib was just like, okay, now let's keep going. Let's see if you can keep doing that. And Justin Gaethje was just similar to what Conor McGregor has said before, right? And when he reflected on him fighting Daniel Cerrone, he was like, everybody can talk it, but everybody's not, can not everybody can take that pressure under the lights. Donald Cerrone had lost that fight. He even said it was the pressure. He couldn't take out that pressure. The pressure was consuming him. And I think in that fight, like, just like we saw Justin saying like, oh, you know, I can do this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. You can tell... Khabib, Habib didn't care about any of that because for one, we know he's so dominant on the ground that he literally kept most of the fight standing up just to let Justin know like, hey, I'm gonna press you. I'm gonna keep you going backwards. I'm just gonna box with you for a little bit and then I'm gonna start taking you down. I, I'm not sure if you saw, but his corner man after the first round was like, yo, you need to slow down because you could see he was just too anxious. He didn't know what to do, he was tired. By the second round, he was beat red already before he lost the fight. And I can see why no one really likes the champion going out on top because it's a sticky situation of, do you let the guy that just got dominated fight for the title again, but this time against a different opponent who he may end up being able to beat. But in the same breath, it's like, but we all kind of really know you're the champion, but we know you're only the you. You're the second best guy. It was great to see his performance and seeing a dominance such as his. I was I con after watching this fight last night. Even though I knew he was going, he had already announced he was retiring. Had it not been for a reason like that, with a promise to his mother, I would have loved to see him. Like I, to be honest, I would have loved to see him actually go up a weight class just because of the rumors of that surrounding him, where uh, because a lot of people said Habib walks around at two hundred five, two ten. And he cuts all the way down to 155 every fight, just about. So you seeing like, hey, you have guys that are much heavier. I'm not saying Khabib would dominate at 170. I'm not saying he would just walk through Kamaru Usman or some shit like that. But what I'm saying is when you hear people that are at 185, 205 saying, yo, this guy is, he's he's the, the real deal even when we spar against this guy to say, if you put, if if we were able to see him go up a weight class, it would have been something very interesting to see just because, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think there was really anything left at him at 155. He's beat, he's beat whoever he needs to beat. And I think it would have just been the thing of like, kind of like seeing John Jones around the Rousey, waiting for the, waiting for the game to adjust to him. 
I don't want to hear the name Justin Gaethje right now. I just don't. Right. He just lost and got choked out from a triangle, something that Habib doesn't do. When, when's the last time have you seen Habib? He he was on full mount. He could have easily did ground a pound. He slapped in an inverted triangle, rolled on his back, and choked him out. That <laughs> that's a testament. That's a testament on how easy it, the grappling was for him. Yeah, that's a no, fact. He's right. He's right. He's right. It's, he needs to be like other fighters. He needs right. to win a fight or two. He needs something. The f- title fight needs to be Connor and Dustin. Yes, people are going to be like, well, both of these guys just got choked out by Habib, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. The division is now going to move on because the, the number one guy retired. So, like, you know, that, and when you put people in for a title fight, you put them in of who's in the top five, of course. And who's who's coming off wins, not who's right. coming off a, a a devastating loss. Like this, it's I don't know, man. I don't think Dana White is going to give. Um, Justin. I don't think he's going to give Justin a shot anyway. I I don't. But I it's just this is mind blowing how like DC Brett Akimoto, Michael Chiesa, they're all coming out. Oh, Justin, Justin. I'm like, no. <laughs> like the guy literally just got finished in the second round, and it wasn't like a back and forth war. No, he got. He got dominated. dominated. Yeah. To me, to me, it makes no sense as to why, like, you would do that when you have like damn near like a mini, a mini tournament, quote unquote, that you can put together. Just have Connor Poirier, Ferguson Chandler. That's it. One of those two fights fight each other, and then you like you bre- are breathing life into your division. Like it just seems like such a, an easy thing to do. And then you can like kind of just make it to where like, hey, like you you can really put those fights on the same card for real, for real. I'm sure if you make that fight today, Tan- Chandler and Ferguson show up on weight. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going, I was agreeing as well. I was just going to say like, I think that what Naj was saying is the ideal thing. You make, you have two fights and the winner both fight for the title. That makes sense. But I think, unfor- and I think that, that, that would possibly happen if Connor wasn't in the, in the equation. And because Connor, unfortunately, like, is Connor McGregor. And I'll be honest with you, I think Connor winning, if Connor was to win the belt, right? If, having Connor fight for the belt definitely right now is a fight that is probably necessary for the UFC because financially it's going to be a, financially it would be a big fight. Right. And knowing, hey, if we can get this guy. And I, to me personally, I'm, I feel as though if him and Dustin Poirier fight each other, I got my money on Connor and personally. And if Connor wins, like we all know, we've been, we've walked the corridor with when he was champion before. So I think for them, they find it to be more beneficial, but it would make more sense because it would make more sense if he was, if they were to do those two fights, a nice little tournament, and then those two fight, whoever wins those, they go off to fight for the championship. And that gives, Someone like Justin Gaethje and all those other fighters that have lost or whatever, they have their chance to say, yo, I, in the meantime, I'm going to work my way back up to get a title because at that point, it's like, hey, while those four, while those two fights are going on, Justin can get his stuff back together, get his mind back together eventually and be like, yo, I can train and start working my way back up for the belt. And I think, like, I agree with, like, Lyle was saying, like, he – after a performance that happened last night, you shouldn't be fighting for the belt. And even um, DC was the one that said, yo, I've seen Khabib, Habib 
trained this in the... Uh, I've seen Habib do this in training. I never thought he would actually do this in the match, but he must have felt really comfortable tonight. It's one of those things where it's like, the way I see it is Justin Gaethje should be like one fight away from a title, maybe two. Like, he went right. in there and got beat. And the only reason I would say he's one away is because, like, it's a new challenge at the top. So, like, in, in reality, I think, honestly there's easy fights to be made if there there's contenders that can be fighting so it's really not the worst thing for them to just kind of mix it up a little bit if now now is the time you get connor paid you get dustin paid like you know what i mean at, at the end of the day it's a win-win for everybody if you just do that i also um wanted to touch on the co-main event with uh J jerry cannonier and uh robert whitaker right. robert whitaker went in there and kind of you know it was a it was a really good fight robert whitaker he did what he had to do and i think he deserves the next title shot but i think he will lose to israel yeah he yeah i i mean watching that fight i thought 29 28 was a was a fair scoring somebody was like oh well blah 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 should have won 30 27 it is you know tit for tat shit i think that um what robert the way robert whitaker i mean the way both men fought last night I was saying during the middle of the fight towards the end, I said Israel is going to beat both of these guys. Whoever emerges as the winner, Israel can beat these guys definitively. And you could see the difference of, like, skill from him compared to the other two. Now, I'm not saying Robert Whitaker and Jerry Kenny are bums. No. I just think that Israel, he's on another level. And, mm. you know, we'll just see, you know, where it goes from here, from like the middleweight division sense. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't watch that fight yet. Um, I I wasn't too pressed to watch. I I knew I wanted to see Robert Whitaker versus Candanier, but I was like, it just was bad timing. Long story short, I, some other stuff ended up pop, popping up after I got back home. So after I watched the Gaethje fight, I had to be out. I'll be honest with you. I even without seeing anything and trusting both of your expert opinions on it and no one even like even my Thanks opinion on us experts hey man don't don't pat yourself on the back too hard sure. um <laughs> uh but now nah, oh in all seriousness though you guys got really great expert opinions when it comes to this shit right so i trust your opinion after seeing adesanya's last fight right against paulo costa like I don't really see anybody really beating and even then that was i think he has better performances than a fight like that in itself but I think I, I just see Izzy as that fight. I see Izzy as that champion that's going to be around for a while, even as the, in their older fight, the, both those fighters are older than Izzy anyway. So as they're getting, they're preparing for someone that's constantly changing his game, constantly evolving his game. Because if you remember, Izzy was like on the outs. Izzy was someone that you were just kind of hearing about a couple of years ago, and now he's champion. So and I think he was saying, like, he took some losses. He took, like, if not losses, but he had some struggles at, in certain fights where he realized, yo, I'm tightening my game up, and he just came back tenfold. So I don't see anybody really beating Izzy anytime soon. The dude's dangerous. Um, I will be – I will finish and re, I'll recap that uh, Whitaker fight, but I, I won't give too much of an opinion on the fight itself until after I watch it. But I don't see anybody beating Izzy anytime soon. I will say that. Do you see anybody yeah. beating the murder hornets? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, ironically, 
apparently uh, out in Washington State. I ain't think I didn't. I, I kid you not. Twenty twenty has been so crazy. I forgot all about the shit. They brought up murder hornets like in. They brought up UFOs and murder hornets in April. Never talked about it ever since, right? And apparently, uh, out, out in Washington, they found a hive. They destroyed a hive, or what they call eradicated uh, a hive of murder hornets, which was between 100 to 200 hornets, which is, I, I don't know who needs to hear this. If you got to put it together, that's kind of dangerous because if they're, if, a hundred to two hundred, a hundred to two hundred were found from what scientists are saying, and killed. Who knows where else this may be? Like, because I know there was, I know I saw something a while back about the murder hornets being in uh, Texas. So, like, I don't know. Twenty twenty is a a wild ass year, yo. I I'm glad though they murdered them Jones though, because I do not want a hornet killing me, yo. <laughs> I. I- I look at that as, like, it's pretty scary because, like, you know, like, insects, they move fast. They could, nice. you know, m- motherfucking hornets, wasp, and all of them, they, they could build nests pretty quickly, you know, a lot quicker than what we think. And I feel like, okay, they found that nest. They were able to dispatch of it. Just imagine how many fucking nests are, are being created right now as we speak. And it's... And, it's on the west side right now. Imagine start spreading over to you know s- Central America. Start spreading over to the East Coast, you know, and then we fit to be like Japan. You know what oh I mean? My God, <laughs> that's scary as hell, yo. <laughs> that's so scary. Yeah, man. And Jeez. next, you know, whatever government, like governing body that's in charge of battling insects, you know. Now they got to come up with some new shit to to battle these fucking murder hornets. <laughs> Jesus, man, it's it's going to be a crazy. It as if the year couldn't be any crazier. I think honestly, yo, you're right because when I think about it, like in the summertime, you'll see wasp and hornets, and like it doesn't take much for if you leave a place unattended for just enough days, they will start building a nest. Like I've seen it happen in a grill. One time I seen a hornet was like near like my grill, right? And I found a, like a little nest they were working on, knocked it down, swat that shit. Dude came up to me, Duke flies to me. And then like, I guess he realizes, I take a couple steps back. He realizes, oh, my nest isn't here anymore. And he goes and flies back into the tree in my backyard. And I'm like, fam. And I then I see like three or four of them fly into a tree in my backyard. I'm like, fam, this is crazy. Like they these things they will build. I don't know much about murder hornets in per se, but that shit is scary. I mean, like, I saw I saw a, a hornet's nest being built inside of my weed whacker. Like, huh? Yeah, man. Like I saw the nest building, and I had to like get the, get all like this shit out. Like I, I kid you not. They started, and I saw one crawling out. I was like, oh, this thing needs to die, like right now. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. It, yeah. When they build, man, they don't, they don't necessarily. They could build anywhere, as you can see, Nigel with his weed whacker. Uh, me and Lisa experienced one building on front of our front door, and you know we dispatched it the same day. And we, you know, I feel like, but if somebody sees one building in their home or anywhere near them, get rid of it. Because if not, you will have it if 
you know, it'll infest your living area. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and I hate to say it, but it, they're not as, um, I'm not going to say they're not as, it's not like the virus itself in the terms of how it spreads, but it's, it's just dangerous. It's just as dangerous in terms of how they spread. Like they, these things spread quickly and seeing something like a hornet just magically pop up in this country, what, six months ago. (laughs) And now it's like, Oh yeah, we just killed a hundred to 200 of these. Oh, and just keep going about your day though. Don't even worry about this. Like, just what? listen to the name of them. They're, they're yeah. murder hornets. They really <laughs> on that gang shit, man. Like, they are here to kill you. Like, Yo, yo, did you guys see... I, there's this YouTuber. I don't know who he is. But he, like, he lets these extremely dangerous insects stink him and bite him. And he's like, ah, ah. And then he starts, like, explaining the pain and, and all that. And I'm kind of mm. like, that is the dumbest thing. I've seen people do when it comes to insects. I've seen it, man. I've seen it. And I'm not going to lie. I've watched a few videos. because I'm just like, wow, this shit's stupid. Like, I would <laughs> never do this shit ever, <laughs> ever in my life. You couldn't pay me. Fuck that. You couldn't tell me. You couldn't tell me that, hey, Nazwell, you got to wake up today and let this thing stinky. Fuck that. For for yeah. free. For free. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm getting paid. <laughs> they do, people do anything for clout, man. Anything. It's so Dumb and and you could see his hand turning colors, blowing up like a balloon. Like, yeah, and I and I just thought it was dumb. Like, you should watch it on YouTube. He has one with a murder hornet. It's stinking in his ass. Are you serious? Yeah. These yo, these guys are ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous. And I, and I don't know the fascination with it either, but he's just been doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I blame I blame uh, what was it, Steve Irwin? I believe Steve Irwin for all this curiosity. Steve Irwin and the show Jackass. Like, I blame those two shows for stuff like that. Because prior to that, no one would ever do that. Like, Johnny Knoxville, like, he would do something stupid to, or not, I'm not even gonna call it stupid. He'd just do something wild like that, right? He's someone I, w- I could see doing that back in the day. But it would be spirit-headed by seeing something that Steve Irwin said is dangerous. So it's like, People do anything for attention at this point, and it's kind of like it's kind of getting crazy, man. It's getting out of hand. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know. I just can't wait. Honestly, I think the sequel, which is of twenty twenty, which would be twenty twenty one, is going to be a movie, <laughs> crazy movie. The shockumentary going to be crazy, like straight up. So no. I don't know. Yo, did y'all see? Um, it was like something that was trending. Uh. What's his name? Uh, Pence, like five people in his in his team got uh, COVID, tested positive. Hey man, I hope they get better. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. No, I mean at the end of the day, that's all you can really say. Like I hope I hope they get better and I hope they're healthy because I mean, like uh, I would hope that they're taking proper precautions. That's all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out to Mike yeah. Pence. Yeah. Shout outs to them and also, hey yo Odell, don't do that again. So because you know he, he got, got he's out of the game. Yeah, he got out. He got injured because he was trying to do a block or some shit like that. So, yeah, he he might be out. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. If, depending on the injury, he might be out for a, it. Probably, I thought it's gonna be a serious injury, but he might end up being. He might end up missing a game or two because of that. So, for everybody that's uh football fans, you know, and greater news, 
the Washington football team with probably their first significant piece of news in in God knows how long, right? We we are stopping the Cowboys currently twenty two to three and with a field goal attempt about to kick off. As you, you should. Know? Yeah. As you and, should. Andy Dalton just got knocked out with a concussion. So third string quarterback is in and his ass already got sacked. <laughs> so y'all knocked Andy Dalton out. Yo, I felt yeah, we knocked Andy Dalton out. No flag neither, because it was fair play. Jeez, man. Well, yeah. hey, you know, shouts out to your division, the worst division in the league. Yes, um, sir. <laughs> the Steelers are winning right now, 27-17, with uh, about a full quarter to go. If we win this, we are the best in the AFC. Shout I mean, out to right. the Super Bowl. Hey, hey man, R- record-wise, but, you know, the Chiefs and the Ravens are still better teams. Hey, man, look, I'll take that number one for right now. You, if you tell me number one, I'm not going to tell you number two. I'm good. <laughs> I'm just saying, Yo. man. Yeah, all right, are we ready to end the show this week, y'all? I think yeah. you spoke about everything. Um, if you like us, follow us at the Highly Advised Podcast on Instagram, Advice Highly on Twitter. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, does anybody else have anything else to say before you know we close out? Close out. Uh, I'll leave you guys with this. Um, after my experience over the weekend of just being in nature for the past week. I advise y'all to look up and not down so much. Don't look at your phones as often. Look around you. Embrace nature. Embrace the world you live in. Drink your water. Um, and meditate, pray, or whatever you feel as though is best. And always look for, like, good energy and great vibes out there. Wow. Hey, man, to everybody out there that's, um, you know, working hard and, and you know, whether you're doing a 9 to 5 or you got a business and all that, you know, give all that shit up and start selling those crack cocaine and then, yeah. you know, get it in. And, you know what I mean? And you can live a good life, you know what I mean? So everybody stay healthy, stay strong, and stick to each other and make sure that you follow the Highly Advised Podcast on Instagram. Um, On top of that, because I just realized, I looked at the calendar, this is the last episode we're going to be putting out before the election. So I highly advise you people that are listening to vote. Please. That's all I ask. Just vote. This is the last episode before the election. And yeah, elections, November 3rd. If you haven't submitted your, your join yet online or by your mail-in ballot, please send in your mail-in ballot early, as soon as you can. If you're doing a mail-in ballot, send it as soon as you can. If you're emailing at Jones, send it as soon as you can. If you're going to be out there to vote, please get there early because I do know there are certain places within this country that will not be able to, unfortunately, due to what some are deeming to be voter suppression, uh, there will be places that will be overpopulated with voters, which were, um, that some people are unsure if there'll be enough time for voters to vote. So I do ask people take as much time as you need to, to go vote. Um, you even have jobs. I have a cousin that I have a little cousin that told me she her job actually incentivized this, their employees to go vote by saying they'll actually pay them to go vote, which is wild, but hey, man, anything to go vote, exercise your voice. Um, and that's all I got to be. That's all I have to say. I highly advise you guys to go do that though. 
and prayers to everything that's going prayers to the people in, in Nigeria and SARS, all of that. So, and anybody that's listening, if you do decide to go buy Lisa Ray's OnlyFans page, let me know. Let me borrow your password. So that's all I got. Your login frame, login information. All right, y'all. You have been highly advised. We will see y'all next week. Have a good one. You've been highly advised. Uh, 50.